Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report, and I just dropped my pen. I'll be right back. <laughs> That's important. I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. <laughs> I'm back. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, CNET's podcast. This is just in. Molly's in back with her like, pen. <laughs> it's pink. Uh, so we have an exciting interview to, for you today. We've been, um, as you know, speculating nonstop about why on earth AOL is such a hot commodity. And we're very lucky to have Rick Menares from The Motley Fool. You said his name right. I did, because I asked him. <laughs> Fool.com, if you're not familiar with it, just an absolutely brilliant um, financial analyst analysis site. <laughs> I don't, I can't talk about it, but I read it. Um, Smart stuff. An excellent site for um, all kinds of information. Rick has a wonderful breakdown of what the deal is. Let's listen. Hi. So um, once again, we have Rick Menares, analyst at Motley Fool with us on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. So um, tell us a little bit. You were, we, we had heard that you were quite the AOL expert. Well, I hate saying I'm the AOL expert because that's almost like saying, well, gee, you're the one that installs all the training wheels on that little primitive <laughs> online service uh, known as America Online. Can you help me with my chat room? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, as far as AOL goes, I mean, I've been a subscriber. Uh, I've been one of the remaining America Online that have not defected yet uh, since 1992. Impressive. I, I still have all my original uh, screen names. I actually gave up Don Shula back then. Uh, I didn't, didn't want to get into trouble back then when it was easy, when you didn't have to get a whole bunch of numbers after your Dolphins screen name. Fan. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm in Miami, so I guess uh, yeah. uh, Dan Marino was already taken. So, <laughs> um, and you, so you've written a lot about AOL too, also for Motley Fools. Oh yeah, definitely okay. over the years, and then especially lately now that AOL is back uh, in the limelight. Now that Time Warner wants uh, you know AOL to move out of the house, so to speak. They yeah, the bell of the ball, right? Yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> AOL is like the prettiest girl at the ball right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, how, how times have changed. I, I think our question for you is very simple: <laughs> Why does everyone want a piece of AOL? And then not even just why do they want AOL? We could almost more understand people buying the entire thing, but what is with getting a stake, getting a piece? How yes. does that work? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, now, now the simple question became two very complicated questions. But hey, let, let's give it a shot. Tom um, ruined um, it. As far as why everyone wants AOL right now, I think it's just a matter that um, it's not so much AOL.com, um, because when you think about it, it's or America Online, the service itself, it's just the fact that once Yahoo said, uh, you know, that they wanted a piece of it, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, in my, this case, Microsoft uh, was rumored to want, it, want a piece of AOL. All of a sudden, you pretty much saw, you know, Time Warner, Dick, you know, CEO Dick Parsons' phone line up and say, hey, you have Google on line one, Yahoo mm-hmm. on line two, Barry Diller on line three, just because nobody wants to give up um, that kind of real estate. It's not so much about the buses as it is about the bus benches we're talking about here. We're talking about the advertising that's on all these, you know, hundreds of millions of page views that AOL generates. So it's, it's a matter of Microsoft wanting their ad space all over movie phone pages, all over um, AOL Instant Messenger, uh, the, the City Guide, the MapQuest, all, everything that is part of AOL.com. Um, every company that sells online advertising um, wants a piece of that. So you think it's primarily about the eyeballs and the ad revenue? Uh, definitely. I mean, if you look at the companies that are involved, I mean, I mean, Microsoft, they, they launched their Ad Center beta, which is pretty much, uh, you know, uh, what they're trying to take on what Yahoo had with Overture and what Google has with the AdWords. And it's pretty much a similar product. And right away, they're basically just going after any kind of, it's, it's the land grab all over again. There are any kind of real estate, dot-com real estate that isn't bolted down to the floor, a company wants to own it. Okay. Well, now, so that begs the complex part of the question is, why wouldn't they want to entirely buy AOL and then do whatever they want with that group? What is with 
getting a stake of it and uh, presumably leaving Time Warner involved. Yeah, Tom, I mean, if I had $20, $30 billion burning a hole in my pocket, I too <laughs> would be buying all of AOL um, because I think it's, it's, it's nearsighted thinking to just want AOL.com and all of those properties, in large part because a lot of its popularity is based on the American Online subscribers. So you would think that these companies would want to own America Online just so they can actually turn it around. I mean, here's a service mm-hmm. that had 26.7 million users three years ago, and now it's at 20.8 million. Uh, the defections are continuing every quarter. You know, you would think one of these companies would say, hey, you know, I can fix that. And in fixing that, I can make America Online worth so much more than what it is today. Right. But what's happening with these companies is that if you look at a company like Google, if you look at a company like Yahoo, if you look at a company like Microsoft, what they have are very high margins. And that's why online advertising is a very simple thing. You serve up a page, toss an ad up there, and you get revenue if, if someone clicks on the ad. It's simple. It's, it's easy to explain. If, if Google or Yahoo or any of these other companies would tell the shareholders, hey, we're going to buy this service that's been losing you know, users every year for the last three years, um, the stock would take a massive hit. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't understand that, hey, you know, here's a company that has you know, $7, 8000000000 billion in, in annual uh, you know, um, um, what they're doing is, is basically saying that, hey, you know, even though it's worthless to me, I'd rather have the, the, the fixed life that's growing really quickly. Um, in this past quarter, AOL ad revenues were up by 45%, whereas subscription revenues were down by 9%. So you know, they want the fast-growing part of AOL, and right now that's the appendage that is serving all the ads. So in a sense, is this going to be uh, the, whoever buys a stake getting a leverage towards easier partnerships? Yeah, absolutely. And I, mean, I guess we have to explain at this point that Google is the, is the current partner there. I mean, AOL is serving, through all its sites, is, is serving Google ads. And, and as far as Google goes, it's a very important mm-hmm. part of it because last year that was 12% or about $380 billion, I'm sorry, $380 million of Google's revenues last year came from AOL, just putting its ads on AOL.com and oh. all of its sites See, and, the, and the search on, on America Online itself. That is dishy. How much of that do you think? influenced Microsoft's decision to go after that stake. Oh, I, I think it, it mattered a whole lot. And, and I mean, it's, and it's 12% of the revenue, but operating profits play about 3 to 4% because Google actually counts the revenues. They actually give back about 80% of that back to AOL for serving those ads. But it's still an important, you know, for especially for a company like Microsoft that wants to get established. Mm-hmm. You know, what better way is it to, than to actually, you know, strike big and grab, you know, what is basically Google's biggest advertising partner, right. and that would be AOL. Just like eBay would go after Skype, that you know people would be wondering why why would it be doing that? Well, you know what? It's to keep it away from everybody else. So I mean, it's a matter of, of right now that Microsoft. I think they're doing the right thing. Um, you know, if if somebody's going to have to overpay for AOL, maybe it's not Microsoft, but at least it actually put its foot in there, and, and someone else may actually be the one to foot the bill. So, so Time they- Warner has to be loving this. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, as, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, if you follow the whole AOL, you know, over the years, you know, you had America Online, you know, everybody loved AOL, company growing quickly. Then they bought Time Warner. At the time, AOL was a bigger company than Time Warner, uh-huh. and then you've seen it over the couple of years that you know it's become a smaller and smaller part. I mean, right now, AOL, in all of AOL, I'm talking about the the online service, the online advertising, everything is basically about 20 percent of Time Warner's uh, revenues and, and profits these days. Yet you have a company that a few years ago was worth far more than Time Warner. And you saw it, I mean, basically once the time Time Warner kicked the AOL name off the moniker and said, hey, we're going to be Time Warner from now on, mm-hmm. you pretty much knew that the days were numbered for AOL as an entity. And I think now, back to, I mean, maybe a year or two, nobody really wanted AOL, but now that it's back in demand, I mean, Time, time Warner has to be, you know, saying, hey, you know, let's sell it while it's hot. So, um... You, you said that AOL currently has about 28 million subscribers, but obviously they must have a lot more 
traffic, right? Yeah, to AOL. Yeah. Well, well, to AOL actually their... has 20.8 million subscribers it's, and another 6.2 million in Europe. Uh, but yes, as far as traffic goes, what's, what's driving the traffic, that's at the actual America Online site. Like right. where, I, where I log on in my old Don Shula email address that I no longer <laughs> have, um, you, know, I, you know, you go check your email, surf around, that's 20.8 million users. And it's a, it's a dial-up service. I mean, you know, you can access If you have broadband access, you can access through it. But it was very slow to adapt to it. So it's been losing lose users that way. Mm-hmm. But the company's generating a whole bunch of, a lot of page views, just in general, through, through the rest of its site, through the portal. Okay. I mean, people come in through AOL Instant Messenger. Um, they go in through just to check in their AOL mail from outside. If you want to check a movie time, you want to go through movie phone, you're going to go through AOL.com. Right. So they're getting a lot of traffic so that way. So that's the part that, just to clarify for our listeners, that's the part that makes the advertising so valuable. Absolutely. It's that they have so and, many and, I mean, visitors. there's advertising also on American Line itself. Anybody who logs into AOL lately will see, you know, you know, a whole bunch of ads creeping up all over the place. And when you do searches on AOL, on American Line itself, you get the ads too. But, yeah, it's at AOL.com that you get a MapQuest. When you see a company like Google, roll out their, their local.google.com, which is the extension of their maps, you know, you begin to think, well, gee, if MapQuest could do that, become, you know, get so many local advertisers and start doing that, there's a lot of money to be made there. And just about every piece of the AOL.com pie uh, would be attractive to another company. Mm-hmm. So, will, will someone end up getting all of AOL in the end, even if they just start with a stake? Because Time Warner obviously doesn't want it. Yeah, well, Time Warner doesn't want to give it all up, especially because now it's sort of hot right now. So, you know, the last thing they'd want to tell their shareholders, hey, you know, you hated AOL, but now that everyone loves it, we're getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, then again, Time Warner is also a company that has $13 billion in debt. And if they're able to sell a good chunk of the company and, and, you know, clean up their balance sheet quite a bit, the shareholders may not be so angry at that. But, I mean, I think ideally it would be great for a company to buy it all. Just like, I mean, Google, uh, you know, the, basically I was saying that, that AOL's basically kind of for $380 million of Google's revenues last year, yet $300 million of that went right back to AOL. Mm-hmm. If Google were able to, to swallow the company whole, with or without Comcast's help, it would be saying, hey, you know, I'd be able to get $300 million more a year just in, in, by keeping the ads myself. So it, there's a lot of stuff going on there that would make the company really attractive to a lot of different people. Yet because of that, it's why Time Warner can really fix up its balance sheet once and for all and sell it all completely. But I think it's going to be just a small stake, and then they'll take it from there. Yeah. So, I can't see them staying with Comcast as a partner for very long if it happened that way. Yeah, I mean, the thing that, found me, that I found really odd about Comcast as a partner was – I mean, here you have Google basically saying, you know, well, not saying, just, I mean, rumored and reported, if not saying altogether, saying, hey, you know what, uh, San Francisco, we're going to give you free Wi-Fi, and, you know, the rest of the world, you're coming next. And then you have a company here like Comcast that's basically, you know, generating, you know, good 40 50 60 you know, dollar-a-month bills by billing people for their, you know, Internet broadband access. So it seems like an odd marriage to me in the first place. But then again, there's the Comcast content side that really matters, too, and they obviously want to take advantage of what AOL and what Google are doing. So I just have one last question before we wrap it up. How much do you think we're talking here? If, if a bidding war starts for a stake in AOL, yeah, what, kind I mean, of, what it, kind of money are we talking about here? It all depends because, I mean, if you were to get the whole AOL, I mean, the advertising side of AOL.com, I mean, I mean America Online itself, I mean, they're turning in about $4 billion or so, um, you know, every the past six months they've did about $4.2 billion. So they're about to $8 billion a year in revenue. But if you're talking about just the AOL.com side, the advertising itself is a lot smaller than that. Um, I mean, it, it's closer to about maybe, you know, seven, $800 million is what the advertising uh, revenue has been from mm-hmm. interactive uh, services on AOL over the past year. So if you had to put a price tag on it, I mean, it, you're definitely talking, you know, in a few billions. 
But because AOL is unlikely to give up a majority stake, they'll probably limit someone to maybe 35 40% of the company or something like that. Um, it, I wouldn't even guess what the bidding price can get up to, yeah. but it's definitely going to start in a few billions and possibly work their way higher. It's quite possible that in the bidding war someone says, hey, you know, I'll take you all for this amount, and it may be a deal too good to pass up for, for Time Warner. But right. I don't think it'll happen just because for for the the companies that are bidding, what they have to worry about. I mean, then again, I mean, we really don't know. I mean, I think Interactive Corp will be the next company to jump in. But once that happens, then it's going to get really interesting once you have so many different companies and see who bows out. Interesting. Molly interesting and I were thinking ahead. of getting into it, but I guess, you know, yeah, I'm out. Out of I'm if, out. if you start in the collection trade, Tom, pass it by me. I'll, I'll yeah. loan right. you a buck or two. My, to, my to spare the change is clearly not going to cut it. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on again. <laughs> thank you, Molly. Thank you, Tom. Have a great day. Thank you, too. Bye. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I get it. I feel like I'm ready to buy. <laughs> me, too. Uh, I just need how much? How many billions? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got to go. Uh, you got to start with 10 conservatively. Anybody out there wants to jump in on this? Email us. Buzz at <laughs> CNET.com. <laughs> we are willing to be silent partners. <laughs> We're not ever silent. All right. Either one of us. Uh, we do have also a little news to um, add on to the end of our uh, segment here. Can I start with the uh, Microsoft Good Guy Watch? Please do. All right. It, this go, following in the uh, the <laughs> This steps, made Veronica chuckle. You Microsoft <laughs> being uh, like maybe going open source. Microsoft's maybe, you know, giving some money to the computer museum. Microsoft Microsoft's trying to lull you into complacency. Your friend. <laughs> uh, Microsoft has released version 1.0 of its experimental new virtual Wi-Fi software. Saw this posted on Slashdot. The free software enables Windows users to use a single wireless card to connect to multiple wireless networks simultaneously. And what got me excited is the possibility that you might be able to use this to drive around and right. maintain a connection. Because Mobile. when I'm on the train and I have my laptop open, I obviously am not connected to the internet. I'm doing word processing or checking email offline. Yep. But I see the access points popping up and down as and I go by, really, yeah. Now, eventually, San Francisco supposedly will have Wi-Fi everywhere and I'll just be able to do it while, you know, I'll surf while I'm going. But right. like driving down the highway, could you possibly use this for that maybe i wonder seamless seamless roaming and then there's a blog entry by andy up also saw this on Slashdot at consortium info that says microsoft has officially stated to him to him <laughs> that support of open document I just want to clarify <laughs> well i was about to get there that support of open document and ms office could happen mm-hmm. it could happen microsoft sent the statement in a response to an article up wrote called Massachusetts and Open Document a Brave New World. So Microsoft might be getting into the open document. Microsoft might be getting into the open, might uh-huh. be doing this. And you're getting I'm waiting very for the blow. sleepy. I'm waiting for the blow. Yeah. When's it going to come down? <laughs> Maybe they're trying to find a way to buy open source. They bought Linus Torvalds. <laughs> we Microsoft buys open source. All right. Uh, in other news, Apple, not so warm and fuzzy this week. They're stepping up. They have this kind of... Um, what some analysts call an iPod tax. Basically, they want um, people, they want third-party accessory makers to pay them royalties if they want to use this made-for-iPod logo. And they've kind of been pushing for this for a while, but now they're saying that if you want to use the iPod logo, the made-for-iPod, you must use it on any accessory that plugs into the dock connector at the bottom of the music player. So any iPod speakers, for example, have to have a made-for-iPod logo and therefore have to pay this royalty. Oh, my gosh. Yes. 
And, and this were, royalty goes to just Apple's pockets, right? Is yeah. Oh yeah. Completely. This isn't going to artists on iTunes or anything. Oh no. That's that's not part of that. No, anything. No. It's just a, basically it's just a, a chance for them to get more profit because apparently, according to a news.com story, the market for such add-ons is estimated in the hundreds of millions of dollars per year. And a source familiar with the program says that the royalty is about ten percent of the device's wholesale price. This would be like car manufacturers saying. Hey, auto parts stores, mm-hmm. we want a piece of every single thing you sell. We don't care what it is. Well, if it's red tape to fix that broken taillight. Only, no, only. Made for Chevrolet. Yeah, only if it was certified for use yeah. in BMW or something like that. I mean, uh-huh. it's, you know, it, it is somewhat narrow, but at the point at which they're requiring the program is pretty interesting. Yeah. And and I've heard some, uh, there's, the, the, at, so far, though, the only companies who are grousing about it are doing it anonymously because no one really wants to be shut out of the, the cash flow, this the iPod-related cash flow. This reminds me of Windows' trusted driver program, <laughs> which has taken off so well. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not very nice. All right. Aren't you guys making enough? Anyway, that's all we got today. We'll, uh, we'll get to some voicemails and emails tomorrow, we mm-hmm. promise. Uh, but in the meantime, keep them coming. Buzz at CNET.com or 1-800-616-CNET. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.